Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps, Go ahead and open those up to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We're continuing our series on the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus has invited a crowd to become His disciples. Everyday ordinary people like you and like me, fishermen, we're told that some were insiders, Jewish folks, some were outsiders from those who weren't Jewish there were those who were sick and, we- and those that were well. There were those that were poor and those that were wealthy. They're all invited to hear his teaching. And we've been trying to take this seriously. To say, if we are disciples, then Jesus is our teacher. We should know what he taught us. And the good news is, is that Jesus believes then that we can embody this teaching and live it out into our world. And he's going to do everything to help us to accomplish that. And so if you are able, I'm going to invite you to stand right where you are with all your myriad of different jerseys and sports teams. And let's stand in honor and reverence of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ found in Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 19. Hear the word of the Lord. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This is the word of God for the people of God, and our response is, thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, today is the big day, right? We've got the game. We've got uh, our players set to go. How many of you? Okay. I know I'm seen by your jerseys. I don't see a lot of Chiefs. I see one Buccaneer back there. All right. How many of you are for old man Brady? Wow. And he's a Michigan guy. Well, we got a couple. We got a couple. How many of you are for the Chiefs and young Patrick Mahomes? All right. Got quite a few. Now, uh, no hating on Brady from me. I know this is really hard. He is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. He is. I just don't like him because he beats my Steelers, like, all the time. And it appears to not matter which team he's on. So... We're here for the big game. 
It's going to happen. I hope you've made your chili. I got up early this morning. Chili, ground, ground turkey, shredded roast beef, shredded pork, beans, peppers, onions. My house smelled amazing as I was leaving. Can't wait to go home and smell some more and then eat it. But you know in a few short hours, the teams will gather in the locker room and they will go for this thing that happens before every game, but especially this game, will be the coach's talk. And the coach will gather the team there and he'll want to talk with them about, uh, you know, how far they've come. All those games. He'll talk about what they've done, how amazing they have been to get, how they fought and they've scrapped and they've clawed their way to this moment. And then they'll flip, of course. And they'll say, but we're not done yet. There's one more game. And usually that talk will then kind of riff on a few themes. And these are themes that kind of look like this. There is your heart in the game. Is your heart in the game? That's one of the themes that, that he'll say. One of the other things that they'll talk about is, is your focus in the right place, on the right things? Is your focus on what matters? And lastly, they'll say, are your, is your, are your commitments set to the coaching, to the game plan, to what you've been about? Are you committed? Is your heart in the game? Is your focus on what matters? Are you committed to the coaching? Rah, 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 he'll pump them up, get them in the middle, da, 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 and then boom, out the door they'll go. And off to the game. And by the end, someone will hoist a trophy. And they'll be excited about that. Someday, it might even be the Lions. Someday. As we approach the, the Gospel today, Jesus really begins to operate like our coach. He's taken us from all the way back in chapter 5. He taught us the rules of the game and the Beatitudes. That this is what God's kingdom is all about. He helped to talk about the heart and the way it needs to be transformed, much like when you're a young player, there are things that you do that need to be corrected, and your coach is there to provide that necessary criticism so that you can play to the best of your potential. We saw that when he's talking about, you have heard it said, but I say. You have heard it said, but I say, all the way through. And then, like a coach who gives those exercises that will daily move you and shift those negative fundamentals into the real good practices of being a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player. Jesus, we've seen in this, this time in our series, has given us those things to give to the poor, to pray our prayer, to fast, will help us to live into the game. And now the coach gathers us together says, come on, you've seen it. You've seen where we're going. You've worked on this. You've allowed your heart to be transformed. You're moving, but there's still more to come. And he begins to look at this and says, much like a coach that, that will say something like this tonight, he says to us, is your heart in the right place? Is your heart in the game? 
And we'll look at this in verses 19 through 21. At first he talks, talks about don't store up treasures for yourself here on earth that rust, that moths get into, and that thieves might come in and steal. Back then they didn't have banks where they could put deposits in and keep those things safe or a vault in their house. Usually if they were worried about that, they would dig a hole in the ground under their tent and stuff that stuff in there. And if you've ever lost an article of clothing outside that somehow made its way underground, you know moths get in and destroy. If you've left something outside, you know it rusts. He says, but store up things for yourself in heaven. Now he's not saying that having possessions are bad, but Jesus is trying to get our attention and saying that, like that old saying that says, do you possess your possessions or do they possess you? And he summarizes by saying, where your heart is, or where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I want us to remember this heart, because he, he, for us, we think of heart as the seat of emotion. We just think, you know, we do, oh, love you, heart, got all the feels, right? We do, that. do we not do that? Am I old again? Do we not do the heart thing anymore? Okay, heart, yes. We think of it as emotions, but the Greek word for heart is the word cardia. That surprises you, doesn't it? cardiovascular cardia and for jesus day and age the heart wasn't the seat of emotions the heart was the seat of desire so you see how this works in tandem so he says what you treasure is where your heart will be why because your heart is the seat of desire so what you desire will end up in your treasure the greek word for treasure i want you to learn today and that is the word thesauros not thesaurus Thesauros. Let's say that together. Ready? One, two, three. Thesauros. You online, you can say this with us too. Ready? One, two, three. Thesauros. And literally, Thesauros is the place where you keep precious things. The things that your heart desires. So if you were to go to my refrigerator today, you would see, because my heart desires blueberries as often as possible, specifically at breakfast time with steel-cut oats and a little Splenda. Mm. It's good. You will see no less than two quarts of blueberries in my refrigerator. Why? Because I desire them, so I have put them in my Thesauros, which is my refrigerator. Now, do you want to know if your heart is in the game with God? then you probably should ask yourself this question. Is your heart and your desire in God's game plan? Well, then ask yourself, what's in your Thesauros? What's in your Thesauros? Timing is off. Oh, well, we'll get there. There you go. What's in your Thesauros? Today, in our day and age, in our very wealthy culture, the struggle is, is that we have many thesauros. You want to find out where your heart, where your desire is. Look around in your homes. Look around in your garages. Look around in your closets. 
Look around in your electronic devices. Look around in what you keep on those electronic devices. Look at your playlists. We have many Theosoros. And Jesus, as our good coach today, says, is your heart in our game? Is your heart for the kingdom? Is your heart about giving to the least of these? Is your heart about praying that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven? What's in your Theosoros? If you want to know if your heart's in the game, Look at where your treasures are stored. Sometimes it's not even things. Maybe it's experiences. Maybe it's relationships that in the thesaurus of my mind, I'm only focused on that person because they make me feel all the feels. Back to the love. Where is your heart? Is it in the game? What's in your thesaurus? It will give you a great idea of if your heart is in the game. Jesus also, Coach Jesus goes on also to teach us that, uh, to ask us the question, is your focus on what matters? Verses 22 to 23, and it's a very strange passage, talking about lamps of the body, your eyes are the lamps of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If they're not healthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then... The light within you is darkness. How great is the darkness? Jesus is saying, are you focusing on what really matters? Their understanding was like that our eyes are kind of like headlights on a car. That they show you the way to go. They guide you. They direct you on the path. And if we're not careful, these headlights can focus on things that take us off the path. Much like if you see, and sometimes you'll see this on Super Bowl Sundays, where a team comes out and it's their first time to go to the Super Bowl. It's their first time to see all the cameras going and the roar of the crowd. They won't have that problem this year. But all of the spectacle, their focus gets on that. And they wind up playing the worst game. Jesus says, much like that, what is your focus? Are you focusing in on what matters? You, can, you have eyes. I do too. Where are they leading you? Down the path that God calls us on? Or are they out of focus? I, I remember one time I had a, a car. It was a 1985 Honda CRX. I think I have a picture of what one looks like. That is not my actual car, but it was red like that. Isn't that, I mean, wasn't I so cool? I mean, come on, it was 1992. It was a great car. Got 41 miles to the gallon. It wasn't even hybrid. But this car, I decided, had one, one of the headlights went out, and so I needed to replace, so I decided I would replace them both. And back when you could do that on cars. And so I, I took the time, I, I got in there, and I realized those, these headlamps, that, that the headlights that you had, they had these little springs on either side that you had to take needle-nose pliers and kind of go in there and, and remove them so you could take the whole thing out and then put the new one back in. Well, it took me a while to get this done. And uh, so in the process of getting them all in there, 
I forgot to put the springs back on. And I drove to my friend's house out in the country in Nashville. And it got dark. And I was coming down the end of their driveway, and they had lots of lights in their driveway, so it was fine. I turned onto the road and began to drive on down this country road and realized it was dark. I went to turn on my headlights, and it was amazing. I could see the tops of the trees over here. And I could see what was going on on the other side of the road over there. And I realized then how dark it actually was. And I slowly, peering as as intently as I could, pulled into a driveway of someone there. Which created another awkward moment because this light was pointing on their neighbor's upstairs window and this one was on on the porch of the other neighbor. Thankfully, that person was kind enough to loan me a flashlight and needle nose pliers. Because the truth is, you can have a working headlight And you can have a car that will move down the road, but if your headlights aren't focused on what really matters, you can end up in the ditch or worse. And Jesus is saying to us today, as we get in the game, is your heart in the game? Is your heart really where it needs to be? Check out your thesaurus and it will give you a good indication. But also, are your eyes focused on what really matters? Or maybe we ask ourselves the simple question, where are your eyes leading you? What catches your attention with your eyes? Are they leading you down a path or into the ditch because they're off focus from what Jesus calls us to? Lastly, Jesus, our coach, finally asks us the question, Are you, are we committed to the coach? I know in the coach metaphor at the beginning, it was are you committed to the coaching? But Jesus asks, are you committed to the coach? And this is our last verse in verse 24. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I know it's hard for us to hear that master-slave language. Remember, Jesus in this crowd would have been speaking to actual slaves. They probably would have shook their heads if they had had more than one to know that this saying is true. But Jesus, in some of your translations, it will say you cannot serve both God and mammon. The Greek word there is actually mammonos. And scholars are kind of debating really what mammon means and kind of the best thing that they can come up with is to say it is the personification of things. It's taking things that we would earn or buy, like your car, like anything along those lines, your homes, any of those things, and personifying it like an idol or a god of the old days. And what he is saying in the midst of this, not that things are bad, but that things make demands on us. They can shift our focus away from what God's purposes are onto something else. They will grab our desires. Things make demands on us. This weekend, my house made a demand on me. It really focused my attention on the basement. But that's going to be the illustration for next Sunday. So you'll have to come back. But you know this. 
You can get that car that you've always wanted. You're still going, it's still going to make the demand of you to change its oil, to rotate its tires, to make sure that you park it way out in the parking lot. It's going to shift your focus if you're not careful to say that anyone who gets have you ever done that? You've parked way out. Like, you're making it obvious. I don't want anybody to park next to my car. And you come out, and somebody has parked in the spot right next to you. There are 30 spaces on either side, but they park right next to you. can get your focus off to think, what are they doing? Things make a demand on us. Things can shift our focus. Things can grab our desire. So Coach Jesus is gathering us all in today, huddling us up, getting around us and saying to us, is your heart in the game? Are your eyes focused on what really matters? Are you committed to the coach? Because if you're not careful, those things out there, I know he uses in some of our translations money. But you can add a lot of different things there. You can serve God. Or you can serve things. The things will distract you. When you place your focus and your heart and are committed to the light of the world, you will never walk in darkness. He will lead you. The coach will guide you out of the tunnel and onto the field where he will inspire you to play your best game. He will inspire you to get into the trenches. He will inspire you to love your neighbor and to even love your enemy. He will inspire you to give not just to those that you like, but to give to those who are in need. He will inspire you to lay down your rights in order others succeed. He will allow your heart to be transformed. As we're going to look at over the next few weeks during our season of Lent. Are we committed to the coach? Well, if not, the coach will send us back to the fundamentals. What will he have us do? He'll have us give to the poor. There's something that you can do. In fact, Joyce Lage told me about it this week. Our Kalamazoo Gospel Mission. Right now they serve three meals a day and there are a lot of people struggling with homelessness in our city. They are in desperate need of size 10. Is that right, Joyce? Size 10 uh, things of food. You can get those at Gordon Food Service. If you have a Sam's Club membership or a Costco membership, you can get those things there. They're in desperate need. How about we practice this fundamental? And let's go pick some up this week and let's bring them in next week. Or, or if you're online but you're in our area, you can do that and, and put it in the box outside. We'll make sure that we get those and we'll get those down to the Gospel Rescue Mission. If you're watching from somewhere else online in the world, I'm sure that your mission is, is in need as well. And so you do that. Participate with us. Let's get back into the fundamentals. We'll pray our prayer. We'll pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. and Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are our debtors. And lead us not into the temptation of holding ourselves up and leaving them unforgiven. Deliver us from the evil one, the accusations and the unforgiveness. It will call us into times of fasting. Have you thought about which meal that you will secretly fast from during Lent? Maybe you've already started. These will begin to ask, is our heart in the right place? Is our focus on what matters? Are we committed to our coach? If you feel like you're off, let's commit to getting back into the fundamentals. Would you do that? If you've never joined the team, but you've heard about this great coach whose kingdom looks different than the kingdoms of this world. And you know, man, my heart just seems to not be in the game anymore, into life anymore. My focus just seems to take me on all of these paths that just seem to lead to nowhere. And I've heard about this coach, and I'd like to be on his team. And I want to invite you, whether you're here today or online, to just bow your heads. In fact, let's all bow our heads. And if you'll repeat these words after me, you can know that you're on the team. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I have heard your call today. And I want to be on your team. When I look at the place where I store my treasures and my thesuros, I know it's not on the things that we've talked about today. It's filled with others, things. My desires take me elsewhere. My focus takes me down paths that really have made a wreck of my life, Lord Jesus. But I've heard the coach's call. And I need his help to lead me down the tunnel and out onto the playing field. So Jesus, I confess to you my need. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Clean my eyes off that they may focus on you. Empty out the place where my treasure is and take its place that my heart, my desire would be for you. say today to you, Coach Jesus, Lord Jesus, I'm committed to you. I pray this in your name. If you prayed that prayer today, here or online at home, I want you to know you're on the team. And we believe at Cross Community Church that you have a space here among us. 
We want you to learn. We want to teach you the fundamentals. We want, we want you to become a disciple of our coach, of, of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. And if that's you today, would you put that on your digital connect card? Would you put it in the, in the margins on YouTube or Facebook so that we know that you're on the team? Because we want to inspire you and help you along. Amen, church? We do. And today, if you have been a long-time follower, you've been on this team, but you've kind of been riding the bench. Can I invite you, can we today, on this first Sunday back in this building today, can we again recommit to our coach? Can we today let him look through our treasure box and find out where our desire truly is and replace anything that's in there? Would you allow him to do that today? I say, church, will you allow Him to do that today? I know you've gotten used to just being on a television. You can respond. You will not look crazy. Are you ready to allow Him to focus on what really matters? And let's stand together. You can huddle up in your little group. Whatever group you're with, put your arms around. If they're not a part of your group, we're still social distancing. Don't put your arms around them. Huddle up. And I want to send you out with blessing. Like a coach. All right, team. We've come a long way. Back in March of last year, we just strapped an iPhone to right there so that you all could hear a sermon. We've made some improvements. We've gotten better. We have not let anything stop us from worshiping. We are still the church. And it's so good to be in this house today because this is God's house. And right now, I want to encourage you. I want to ask you a question, church. Is your heart on what really matters? Is your heart in the game? Are you focused on what really matters? Are you committed to the coach? And that's not me. I'm just a player. And may you go and follow the coach down the tunnel and let's get in the game. Because the virus doesn't stop what the Holy Spirit calls us to do. Even though we may not have been gathering in this building. You are the church. This building is not the church. And may God use this building in whatever way God sees fit. But our coach is leading us onto the team. So go and give to the poor. Go and pray the prayer and let it do its heart's work on you. Go and find a time to fast and be in God's face. Spend time with the coach. And you will find your way onto that field. And I pray you will go with blessing. I pray that you will go with hope in your heart. I pray that you will go with love for your neighbor and your enemy. I pray that you would go in Jesus' name. And I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. One God forever and ever. And the team across Community Church at least said, 
Amen. You are dismissed. And you online, thank you so much for being here. We'll be back next Sunday. We're excited for this. God bless you as you go. Thanks for being here. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.